FBI raids on pro-life Americans continue. The Biden administration is continuing to use the FBI as a Gestapo force. In Tennessee last week, there was an indictment of 11 pro-lifers. Among them was Paul Vaughn, a father of 11. His home was raided by the FBI, similar to, but not as extreme as, Mark Houck with his seven little children. We're going to discuss that. I'm going to show you clips of that FBI raid, of Paul on Tucker, of the mother in the Houck case, of a bishop who has spoken up personally for Mark Houck. This is the John Henry Weston Show. Stay tuned. Okay, look, this is incredible. What is going on here is the FBI is being used as a Gestapo force. Why these agents are even doing this when they see what they're doing is insanity. God only knows. That's on them. But what we've seen recently with the Mark Houck situation, which we've covered extensively after breaking the story at LifeSite News, is that this Mark Houck case was only the first one. But it's a very important first one. And we'll get to Peter Breen, the lawyer in this case, on why it's important to focus on Mark Houck as the first case. However, just last week, a week after Mark Houck's case went all over the media, there's a new case of another FBI raid on a family, this time a father of 11 children, Paul Vaughn. Now, Paul Vaughn's wife was able to capture some video footage of the FBI agents after they had taken her husband out and put him into the vehicle to take him away. You can see that they were not very cooperative with her, not giving her details she was asking for, nor even their names. Check it out. But if you're not going to let me, then I'll just... No, I want to know why you were banging on my door with a gun. You're not going to tell me anything? No, do not. I tried. No, you didn't. You did not try. This is not acceptable. Can I have your name? You're not gonna give me your name? You're not gonna give me any information? In addition to that, Paul Vaughn appeared on Tucker Carlson going over what happened to him and how outrageous this is. Check out Tucker's reaction. This is Tucker reacting to his beloved America being dismantled because basically the FBI is being used as a Gestapo force. Paul Vaughn, who was arrested in front of his many children, joins us now. 
He's joined by his attorney, Peter Breen, who's a senior counsel and VP at the Thomas More Society. Thank you both very much. Paul, first to you. Um, I, I have to wonder, what did your children think of this? You know, there's various thoughts and uh, processing going on as they're uh, dealing with this and trying to uh, work through what happened. Uh, fortunately, as a Christian family, we do a lot of studying about historic Christianity and missionaries in the past and persecution that has happened in the church. So they're familiar with stories. They know their people have been martyred throughout history. They know they've been persecuted and, and picked on by bully tyrants uh, just in other parts of history, just like they are being in America today. But you're not allowed to unleash the FBI on an entire religion, are you? Absolutely not. And, and don't think because they've been trained that makes it okay. When, when, I, when my kids go out to the car to go to school and the FBI pulls up, armed, running to the door, and one of them goes to the kids and holds the kids with a long gun inside of my driveway and does not let them go into the house, that is absolutely, as my wife said in the video, unacceptable. And so there needs to be accountability. Well, it's, it's one of the most shocking things I think I've ever seen. I, I have to ask you, so the FBI, the Department of Justice, I can barely say that phrase with a straight face, is claiming that you're a, a, a violent extremist who is a physical threat to others. Do you embrace violence? Have you ever committed violence? What are they talking about? There's absolutely no evidence of that. Other, the only place that is ever even seen is in the documents that they made up and uh, used to justify in their mind and through the... Uh, justice system, the uh, ones that signed off on this, needed some yep. kind of justification in their own minds to, uh, to go after peaceful people yep. that disagreed with them politically. Ma Ma Peter Breen, thank you uh, for working on this case, for defending Paul Vaughn. Um, do, do you think that this is actually going to go to trial? Well, uh, Tucker, when you've got a federal prosecutor after you, I mean, we always have to plan for that. You know, Paul wasn't even arrested by the local police for trespassing, uh, and, but those who did, uh, who, who were uh, arrested, uh, were leaning on the tradition of Dr. Martin Luther King. He himself was inspired by Mahatma Gandhi. I mean, this is the great tradition of American civil disobedience. Yeah. And it's not the sort of thing that you turn into a 10-year felony. Uh, Paul himself, uh, we believe we have very strong defenses and hope to, to hope to beat these charges at trial. And I hope you do so with a country that rises up on your side, because this is... He wasn't even arrested for trespassing at the scene, and over a year later they send the FBI to his house in front of his children. It's really just beyond. I appreciate both of you coming on tonight. Thank you so much. So remember, the first case in this scenario was that of Mark Houck, another family man, another great man. And this is the problem for the Biden administration. When you choose to go after pro-life activists, you're going to run up against some of the best people in America. Sorry, that's just the way it is. Listen, Mark Houck was, we all know, he was a great Catholic, a Catholic activist. He was part of this group, Kingsman, which he founded, which is about combating porn and living a moral life. He was a pro-life activist who drove an hour and a half every week to go and counsel women to offer them help in love and charity so that they'd keep their babies and not harm themselves with abortion. So these are the types of people that you're going to come up against if you're going after the pro-life movement. And this is who they are. In fact, you don't have to take my word for it, even though I was there, visited with Mark and his beautiful family. Take the word of Bishop Coffey. Bishop Coffey was a friend of Mark Houck's. Check this out. 
I can say that I have known Mark Houck as a friend, uh, I'm going to guess about 35 years. So I'm pretty sure we met before I was in seminary and um, I can tell, I can vouch for him. I know people watching this all over the country and all over the world uh, may not know Mark. They know the story and they want to help, but I can vouch for his character, uh, the kind of man he is. Um, he's an incredible guy. He's incredibly um, compassionate and motivated and dedicated and heroic and courageous. All the things you want to be, you know, for a husband, a father, a friend. Um, a leader in the Philadelphia pro-life community for many, many years. Uh, Mark is involved with a, a group called um, the Kingsmen, where they many, many years ago would, would get men in front of um, pornography places to, to have men stand up and be men and say, why are you supporting these awful businesses? And uh, years ago, I went into, um, into the wild, which is one of Mark's um, things that he does with fathers and sons where they go into the woods and they, they have uh, this bonding sessions with fathers and sons where they have Eucharistic adoration and mass out in the woods where they, they bring in uh, axes and saws and cut down old dead trees and transform an area into a, a literal outdoor chapel where they have a beautiful mass and then they tear it all down and it goes back to nature. And these weekends they have all over the country called Into the Wild. So as I said, I've known Mark for these over three decades. I have great respect for him. He's a tough guy. I know he played football in college. And I know he's worried about his wife and children. But what can I, what, what I can say with, with great sincerity is that they picked the wrong guy to, to mess with. And another difficulty for the FBI, or for the Department of Justice anyway, is that they're going to run up against not only great men, but also great women. Do you know that in addition to Joan Andrews Bell, the great hero that they already raided, they also went after Ava Edel. She's a concentration camp survivor. These are the types of people they're going up against. And another great lady that they're confronting is the wife of Mark Houck, Ryan Marie Houck. Now, initially, they couldn't do interviews because they weren't able to. The family was so devastated. But Ryan Marie has since been able to describe in her own words, as she did first to LifeSite News and our great reporter, Patrick Delaney. But listen to her tell the story herself of what happened that fateful day on September 23rd. On September 23rd, um, the feast of Padre Pio, um, and it was the day after we celebrated my daughter's ninth birthday. Um, so we had plans for the day <laughs> and uh, we woke up, Mark woke up first. Um, he went down, well, first he woke me up. Um, we had some children in bed with us. Um, so he went downstairs to put, um, the quiche in the oven. We had co-op that morning and, um, and I was about to get in the shower and I saw red and blue flashing lights on our wall, um, 
right back here and uh, no sound, but I just saw the lights. So I went to the window um, to see if there was a deer that was hit or, you know, somebody got pulled over at the end of our driveway. Um, and I go and I see um, our whole driveway and our whole lawn uh, covered with, I mean, it had to have been at least 15 vehicles. Um, in fact, once I had gone downstairs, I, I could see that they were around the side of my house and everything. Um, heavily armed, um, shields, um, helmets, vests, big, huge, long rifle type guns. Um, and they were running all around the property and getting behind cars and doors. Um, and then I start walking to the door um, and I hear pounding on the door and somebody yelling and Mark says, you know, who is it? And they said, open the door. And he said, well, who is it? Um, he, he can't see our doors are, you know, solid. So he couldn't see what was out front. I'm the only one who actually saw what was happening outside before he opened the door. Um, so I'm coming down the steps and he says, you know, who is it? They said it was FBI um, to open the door and they're yelling and screaming and the kids were woken up and they all come to the top of the staircase and some of them are coming down the stairs with me and, um, you know, I'm trying to keep them away. Mark says, please, I have seven babies in the house. I'm going to open the door, um, but please, I have seven babies. And he just kind of pleaded with them twice. Um, and so he opens the door and immediately there's guns pointed at him, uh, a gun pointed at me on the staircase and, um, and then another gun over our threshold and pointed kind of like scanning the home. Um, our children were right there. Our door faces our staircase. It's an open staircase. So, I mean, essentially they had guns pointed at them. It's hard to even like wrap my mind still around that thought. Um, so it was terrifying. You know, the children are screaming and crying. Um, you, know, you just figure like one move from a four-year-old and something tragic could have happened. You know, he comes out, um, what's, what's going on? And, um, you know, they just immediately grab him and um, handcuff him. And I continued to come down the stairs and I, I just said, to, you know, who are you? What are you here for? Well, we're here for him. And I said, well, who? Well, him. Well, who is that? Mark Howe. Okay, well, do you have a warrant? And they said, well, we're taking him whether we have a warrant or not. And I said, well, you can't do that. <laughs> well, I mean, that's like kidnapping at gunpoint, essentially. You can't just, I don't care who you are or who you work for, but you can't come to someone's house with guns and then take somebody, you know? So um, they said that they would get me the warrant. Um, Mark asked me, it was very, very cold. Um, and, you know, Mark was had just woken up. So he was just in shorts and a t-shirt um, downstairs, no shoes, no socks. And he said, you know, can you go upstairs and get me a sweatshirt? Again, 
everything is very chaotic because the children are just crazy. They're, they're crying and screaming. And, you know, my one son said, you know, he's my best friend. You can't take him. He's my best friend. And, um, my daughter, uh, what particularly she had come downstairs, the one who had just turned nine the day before. Um, and there were men, we have glass doors in the back of our house. Um, and there were men with guns at the glass door and she was terrified. And then she came running over to me. So I, I have kids like attached to me, screaming and crying. I'm trying to get Mark a sweatshirt. And then he also had asked for his rosaries. Um, I come downstairs and, and they took him. They, he was gone. Um, and then they yelled back that they were going to bring me the warrant and um, one of the FBI agents um, came up and he just tore off a piece of paper of like a packet and told me that they were taking him to the federal building um, and that, you know, that he would probably be seen by a magistrate um, that day. I would hear from him or a lawyer or something. I'm not really sure. It was kind of, you know, just a lot going on. Um, so that was how the morning went, um, you know, and then I think, you know, some people may have seen some pictures as they were leaving. Um, I quickly said to my son, um, please go get my phone. It's on the charger upstairs. And so he did. So I was able to take a couple pictures, but people were already leaving. So that's, you know, that's about all, all, all I was able to get, but you can clearly see the kind of uniform they were wearing at my house and who it was. So it was, it was um, you know, state troopers and uh, FBI agents that we could see specifically, but there was many unmarked units. So we don't know all of the different people who came to our house or agents, but so that's, that's what happened. Just a quick note before we return, if you would like to stay up to date on LifeSite's coverage of the latest life, family, and culture news, subscribe to one of our many newsletters by going to lifesitenews.com slash subscribe. And if you'd like to help us bring our truth-telling coverage to millions around the world, please consider making a one-time or monthly donation at give.lifesitenews.com. And now, back to the video. In addition to describing the events of that day, she was asked about the effect on her children. I want to give you a little snip of that, just so that you see the suffering that was entailed. It's one day at a time, one moment at a time. Mark, he um, he's always been prepared to kind of, you know, lay down his life. He's, he's, he's a man of faith, and he knows what he's called to do, but... <laughs> didn't want that for his children and his wife, you know, so, um, well, we weren't, weren't expecting that. So that's quite difficult. Um, you know, and the children are, uh, you know, the older ones you can, you can talk to and we have lots of conversations with them. Um, and you know, anytime I have alone time with any of them, um, I try and, you know, talk to them about, what happened or like if they have any fears and just different things like that. Um, we've gone to like some counseling and healing, um, sessions with, you know, great priest friend of ours who, um, you know, is gifted in that way. Um, our 
baby babies, they're the ones who have struggled the most. Um, they can't articulate what it is that they're feeling. Um, our four and six-year-old boys in particular, when we think about back on that day, um, we think how easily they could have just ran underfoot like they normally do um, and how tragic that would have been. Um, you know, if someone was a little trigger happy um, or if Mark had gone to the door with the spatula in his hand that he was using for the quiche, you know, just all of those things are really um, terrible to think about. Our youngest um, boy who's four, you know, he was just randomly screaming, um, just we didn't know why. And he's normally a very peaceful boy. I mean, we knew why, um, but, you know, we just wanted to help him. He couldn't sleep without his older brother going to bed with him. Um, you know, so my 13 year old has to go to bed at like 830 <laughs> um, because the boys can't sleep alone. And, uh, you know, so I think there's still just a lot of nightmares, a lot of uncertainty with them. But also, we do feel like a sense of peace coming back into our home. We've had um, priests come and bless our children and bless our home. We've had, um, you know, a woman made some scapulars for us, and uh, we had them blessed, and we're all wearing them. And um, we're just trying to, you know, reclaim what we have worked so hard for with our family and in our home. And um, because we felt like in an instant it was stolen from us. Now that you know of the great people involved, you know them, you've heard the Bishop's testimony, you've heard mine, you've seen the videos that we put out about interacting with their family, about praying with them. This is why the Mark Houck case is so important. Peter Breen, the lawyer from Thomas More Society who is dealing with this case, they are so well situated to deal with this because they've actually dealt with it before when the Obama administration tried the exact same thing. They had to back off because of Thomas More Society. Watch this. Peter Breen describing what this case is, that they beat it before, they will beat it again. But the importance of Mark Houck, because he's the first, he's the showcase and he's the one we need to be focused on, praying about, and helping. Check this out. First off, Mark is innocent. Period. End of sentence. That's it. And this is a political prosecution, pure and simple. You know, we're getting, getting you know, Tom Brecker had referred to it. We're getting indications, other, you know, that the DOJ is probing in other places so that this is really their first major foray, their first public attempt to intimidate and frighten the pro-life movement. And they, you know, as Bishop Coffey said, they picked the wrong guy. And, uh, you know, we, the Thomas More Society, won a case three years ago in this very district. It was Allentown, just up the road, but the same Eastern District of Pennsylvania on this exact same set of, of circumstances, which is when a sidewalk counselor, a pro-life sidewalk counselor and an abortion escort are jostling for position on the sidewalk, or they're having a little disagreement about, uh, you know, where are you standing? Where am I standing? That's not a federal violation. It's a local matter at best. Here, we have an even stronger case because the alleged victim here was the aggressor. 
Mark and his son were well away from the gates of that Planned Parenthood, the biggest Planned Parenthood killing center in Philadelphia, thousands of abortions a year. They were away from the gates. The alleged victim, the abortion escort, walked to them. No patients around, no reason to go there other than to plant himself next to Mark's son and harass him. A 72-year-old man, this alleged victim, should know better than to go down the sidewalk to harass a 12-year-old boy. And now, an altercation occurred. If, there, if a crime was committed in that altercation, it was a matter for the local courts, and as you heard earlier, they threw it out. So there is, Mark Houck did nothing wrong here. He should be heralded as a man who defended his son and who has done wonderful things to save babies and to exercise his First Amendment rights. So what? how are we re reacting, though? When you have a federal prosecutor, they have a very high win rate. When they bring a prosecution against you, it is very difficult. It's a 95 plus win rate, percent win rate. And you never know. When you get in front of a jury, there is always risk. So we want to mitigate those risks and give Mark the strongest possible defense. We have hired the best criminal defense attorney in Philadelphia, a gentleman named Brian McMonagle. And he's one of the best in the country, frankly. So you take our entire Thomas More team, which has decades of experience dealing with FACE, this Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act. We've had decades of experience there. You put us together with the best criminal defense attorney in Philadelphia, and we know that we are putting the strongest team on the field. As, as Andy had mentioned, it's not cheap, but it's worth it. Now, I want to very quickly acknowledge our friends in the United States Congress. Congressmen and senators have jumped up and said, this is wrong. This raid was absolutely outrageous and reckless. And you recently saw Senator Chuck Grassley, distinguished senior senator uh, from Iowa, uh, former chairman of the Judiciary Committee. He wrote a letter that was detailed. He interviewed Matt Heffer and some of our other attorneys on the case. And his staff put together a, a set of facts and then a set of roughly seven or so pointed questions for the attorney general. And if I were the attorney general, I would not want to be on the other end of that letter from Senator Grassley. And so uh, we are thankful that those folks, that the Congress is doing their work. We're talking about fighting back tonight. Why am I confident that we, we, we can win this? And why are we so adamant about giving Mark the absolute best world-class defense? Obviously, we want to give him a world-class defense generally, but right here, right now, this is the first big case from the DOJ. And you may remember about 10 years ago, a little more, the Obama Department of Justice came after peaceful pro-life folks using the FACE Act, and they kept pushing and pushing and pushing. They did a year-long investigations of our good people, sidewalk counselors outside of the nation's abortion clinics, and they wouldn't stop until we beat them. So I was privileged to lead the team in Denver, Colorado, outside that Denver, Colorado Planned Parenthood, one of the largest abortion facilities in the world. We, we gave the DOJ a big black eye there by defeating their attempts to get an injunction against the peaceful sidewalk counselors outside that clinic. Our colleagues won a victory in Florida. And once those two high profile wins came in, the DOJ retreated back to the hole from which it had emerged that Obama DOJ. And we had essentially no problems out of them on this front during the entire second term of President Obama. So we hope to do the same thing here. Let's beat the DOJ, beat them soundly in a public case that everyone's following. And then, Lord willing, 
you'll have Merrick Garland, the Attorney General of the United States, called in front of Congress. He'll be there and have to answer those tough questions. Why did you put the Houck family in such danger? Why are you prosecuting this peaceful man for what is at worst a local matter, at best a local matter? And I hope, I hope that at that point we will be finished with our trial and we'll have gotten a not guilty verdict. And I hope the Congress will invite the Houck family to come down there. And so, pro-life Americans, we need to stand. If we don't do that now, this is going to crush us. That is the point. The point is to use the FBI as shock and awe to try and stifle pro-life in America. We need to make our voices heard to our politicians, but also to the bishops, because very often they act like politicians in mitres. And we need to be there to approach them, to go to them, to have them advocate for the pro-life movement, which should be very much in their bailiwick of concern. So indeed, let's pray. Praying is the most effective thing we can do, but we need to also act. We can act also with our wallets in terms of helping Thomas More fight this case. For LifeSite News, this is John Henry Weston. May God bless you. Hi, everyone. This is John Henry Weston. We hope you enjoyed this video. And to see more like this, be sure to hit the subscribe button below to get all the latest content from LifeSite News. So check out our links in the description to read more, sign up for our newsletter, and connect with us on social media so that you can stay up to date with all of the latest life, family, and culture news. Thanks for watching, and may God bless you.